You're listening to the Digital Barbell Podcast. Our mission is to provide you with a clear path to health and fitness through education, coaching, and accountability. We are your hosts, Jonathan and Blakely Fletcher, and we are here to serve you. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a five-star review so that we can reach more people. You can find us daily on Instagram and Facebook at Digital Barbell. Now, let's get to today's topic. All right, guys, welcome to episode number 60 of the Digital Barbell Podcast. Hope you all are having a fantastic day wherever you are. Just in case you did not know, you can always watch the video version of these podcasts if you feel so inclined to <laughs> see us sitting, see at our, sitting here, sitting at our desk and Blakely drawing tic-tac-toe on a piece of paper. <laughs> but yes, on our YouTube channel, you can watch almost all of our podcasts. We put the link in the description to our YouTube channel. Also yep. on our YouTube channel is a ton of exercise tutorials. Yeah. Like um, hundreds, hundreds of Just, every exercise yeah. we program for a client is in is on our YouTube channel yeah. because it links directly into True Coach. So you can and there's like tons of workouts on there too. You yeah, just there's, go. A lot, there's a lot of stuff. You can go get fit for free just by looking <laughs> at our YouTube channel. I've learned that you can't have music in the background though. Like I used to, you know, put on a cool song and start start yeah. the video, and then it got blocked. So like. Yeah, I've had to copyright and copyright. Uh, yeah, and we've started putting some of our own workouts yeah. on our YouTube channel, <laughs> which is kind of weird. But we'll just start the camera, do our entire workout, mm. and then upload the we'll whole thing. It, yeah. Mostly just dogs running around, and it's it's funniest to see what they do. Yeah, so if you like watching what dogs do, then go check it out. <laughs> Let's talk about our sponsor oh, for the gosh, week. Right. This is it's probably our biggest sponsor yet, which is saying a lot because okay. we've had some pretty big some pretty big companies. We're sponsored this week by the Olympics. Oh, that's, gosh. That's big, Did right? Did one of us make the Olympics? I mean, I think the Olympics is over tonight. I, I want, I've been meaning to tell you. <laughs> yeah, today is, as we're recording this, is the final day. Yeah. And we've, we've really enjoyed watching yeah. it so far. We so even why had, did they sponsor us? We had to spring... We had to spring for a bigger package on Hulu just yeah. so we could watch it since we don't have TV well, out here so, in the sticks. We've always relied on this Amazon antenna, which is like $19 one time buy, and then you can get all the local channels. And that's what, that's why we get our TV. And then we subscribe to like the Netflix and Hulu and all that stuff. But out the, here the where we live, this is the, the first place we've ever lived that you can't get the signal. We even bought the strongest antenna, upgraded to the $29 antenna for country living. And you get zero channels. It's very yeah. frustrating. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not missing the Olympics. Yep. It's once every five years. <laughs> so yeah, what have been our Just favorite kidding. things to watch? Uh, swimming. Swimming. Gymnastics. I mean, all the favorites. Water polo. Track and play field. Water polo. Track and field. They don't really show all, they the, don't weight, show. all the weightlifting, <laughs> no. so we had to, to watch seek the it out. highlights of that. But yeah, I'm kind of sad to see it end. I was. I thought it was fun to watch water polo with you because it was a previous life when I didn't know you that I played water polo, and so I got to like watch Jonathan watch water polo mm -hmm. and like him be like, "Why do they need those hats?" And I'm like, "That ball is hard. If it hits you in the ear, it's serious damage." And he's like, "You know, at like, do you have to tread water the whole time?" I'm like, "Yes, you have to tread water the whole time." And so it was fun to watch that yeah. with you. I remember this is one thing I told Jonathan. I remember like. It's a, it's like a pretty rough sport. Like you can get into some scrapping. It's almost like hockey, but in water. 
and like every time before every meet you had to stand there and hold your hands out so the um the referees could look at your fingernails and you had to have your fingernails cut like down to the nub because scratching i guess was a big issue <laughs> scratching and eye gouging <laughs> so it was like a high school girl it was like ugh, i have to like you know cut my nails all the way down to the nubs for every water polo meet and it was yeah. a whole process of just like oh i forgot to cut our nails it was impressive that's some endurance <laughs> to tread water for that long it's kind of like a mixture of like you said did you say hockey like hockey it's like because it has like the same rules as hockey, hockey like there's soccer. like the penalty like the time where you get like a extra man yeah. it really reminds me of the rules of hockey yeah power play power plays all, <laughs> all right so that's our sponsor so oh sweet we'll see you in four years okay what did you get? Uh, did you ever did you ever want to be in the Olympics? Um, I don't think so. Let's be realistic. Really? Yeah, I knew I wasn't that good hmm. at anything. I wanted to be in the what Olympics. What did you want to be in for? Well, there's two occasions. I wanted to be in the Olympics when I was on the jump rope team because mm-hmm. we used to go to all these camps and it was like a thing. Like you know how like this year there's like five or six new sports that are new to the Olympics, like team jump roping was one of these things that was like on the docket to like potentially be considered for the Olympics. And Mm. I remember like, as I guess I was like in like like, uh, elementary to intermediate school or whatever, uh, when this was happening, but it was like a thing to be like, Oh my gosh, like I hope the jump rope gets picked up because that's the thing. Like I aspire to, to be in the Olympics for jump rope. team. (laughs) You could have been a different person if that, (laughs) if they would have adopted it into the Olympics. Yeah. You probably wouldn't be with me, so I mean, I guess it worked out in my yeah. benefit. I mean, you'd been famous and right with right. somebody like Ryan Gosling or something. <laughs> Ryan Gosling. <laughs> was there? An, you said there was another. It was two. Oh, occasions. just like when I was super young, I remember that was a, there was a potential for me to be on a team where a lot of people like, like a swimming team where people like often went to like LSU and then the Olympics. Okay, but that was just like like a thing when I was super young, but. Yeah. I didn't go on that team. <laughs> well, out of the two of us, you definitely had more potential than I did. So I just, it's cool to like have aspirations. Like I want to be in the Olympics one day. Yeah. I think it's a, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, I always look forward to it. I don't enjoy the winter Olympics as much, but mm. so, maybe now you will since you've, you know, dabbled in sports, yeah, snow sports. Since I've shredded. <laughs> All right. So what kind of episode we got today? I think we have a Q&A, We have a Q&A. Right? Yeah, yeah, we, we have some cool cues that came in. So we're going to answer them. We put a sticker up on Instagram and these questions came in. Mm-hmm. And I'll put a link in the description for this podcast too for another place where after you listen to this, if you have any questions that you want to answer, you can uh, submit it. What, <laughs> any what? questions you want answered. Any questions that you want answered. What did I say? <laughs> any questions you want to answer. Oh, <laughs> We're going like to ask it. you guys questions yeah. next time. <laughs> yeah. So submit them through there and we'll answer them next time we do one of these. Okay. I'll ask the questions. Okay. Well, you're going to give answers Well, I'll give too, answers right? okay. too, but I'll ask the questions. I'm not prepared to okay. answer all these questions. All right. Number one, I can't find a snack bar that meets your requirements. So Jonathan has some requirements for a high protein snack bar. Do you have any recommendations? Okay. So let's talk about what the requirement is. And, th- and the reason that this is a requirement really, it's not even a requirement. It's just a guideline to yeah. show you whether the snack that you're eating that you think is a high protein snack is masquerading <laughs> as a high 
carbohydrate or moderate carbohydrate, moderate fat, moderate protein snack. Like okay. You might be getting a little bit of everything in it if you don't follow this. There's guideline. no rules to who can print the put the like f- the phrase protein bar on the yeah, on you, the thing. It can have two grams of protein or it can have twenty grams. There's no like right. rule. So you have to flip over the yeah, back. Yeah, as we learned in the episode with my sister yeah. about um, Oh yeah. They they gimmick, trick gim- you. Gimmick or good. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of nonsense out there. So so look at the nutrition label on your food and look mm-hmm. at the grams of protein in that. And then multiply that number times ten. Okay. That number you just came up with should be equal to or greater than the total so, calories in the serving. So my protein bar has 17 grams of protein. Mm-hmm. So I should have 170 calories or less. Right. All right. So this person that asked this question has obviously figured out that there aren't a lot of snack bars that mm-hmm. meet this I would say like nine to 12 would be like a, a common Amount of protein. Amount of protein that I see in a bar. So that's a 90 to 120 and calorie bar, which is yeah, hard to find. Most snack bars slash protein bars mm-hmm. are going to be in the 180 to 250 mm-hmm. calorie range. Okay. So, um, so what are your recommendations? So as with anything in nutrition, it's a case of like choosing the best option you have. So use that as a guideline. If you have to rely on snack bars, try to get as close as you can. There's some out there that have 18 grams of protein for 200 to 220 calories. I think Bear Bells, I think it's called, or maybe it's called Bar Bells. um, What? Built Bars, Think Bars. They come close. Okay. But let me throw another caveat Mm -hmm. out there. You got to watch for these bars these days because they're pumping tons of fiber and they're pumping tons of sugar alcohol Mm -hmm. into them as the sweetener. And I don't want to get into the whole thing, but the thinking is that not all the calories from insoluble fiber and not all the calories from sugar alcohol are absorbed. Some of them ferment in the colon. Therefore, these food companies are subtracting out all the grams of sugar, alcohol, and fiber out of the carbohydrates before they yeah. calculate the calories. So if some you, of those things that they put in can hurt your stomach. Like I know there are some of those bars that have a high content of alcohol. the sugar alcohol that hurt my stomach. Yeah. I want to say the think bar has yeah. like nine or 10 grams and I, it's pretty rare that I'll see somebody be able to eat more than 20 grams of sugar alcohol in a day and not have some kind of stomach problem. So mm. how many you, grams? 20 per okay. day. If you get over that, most people are going to have some kind of digestive mm-hmm. stuff going on. So As with anything, read the label, look for those two things to make sure that they're not really manipulating the calories. So bringing up the fact that most snack bars don't fit the high protein rule is, is really just a a point to bring up that relying on prepackaged processed Mm -hmm. foods overall in your diet is a, is tough. Like it's, it's hard to reach your goals if you rely on those things a lot. So can you think of one or two snacks that someone could bring, like say they're, they're like, they want to be on the go, like they're on, they're going to work or something. Then this is when they normally bring a snack bar. What right. could they bring with them? So the main thing is you, if you want to meet the high protein goal for your snack. And the reason we keep talking about the high protein goal is because one of the first things that we identify and most people that we work with in their nutrition is that they could use some help in the protein department. Mm-hmm. And one of the easiest ways to do that is by adding a snack or two right. into the day just to boost the okay. overall total up. Plus it usually takes the place of mm-hmm. a snack that maybe is holding them back also. Yeah. So it's kind of a double whammy. So instead of a snack bar, you're going to pack like, you're going to have to get a, um, 
some kind of like refrigerate, not refrigerated, an insulated a cooler, bag. cooler yeah. bag and you, or just stop at a convenience store, get something like a Fairlife uh, core power shake, a premier protein shake. Those will definitely meet the high protein What about like rule. a Icelandic or Greek yogurt or yeah. something? It, pretty much any like 2% or lower uh, Greek or Icelandic yogurt is going to mm-hmm. fit the rule. A, a, a cottage cheese is, and now cottage cheese is, is available in yeah. single serving packs also. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> or even it, making like a little like, you know, this is like some prep work if you have some pre-made food already, but like, you know, two or three ounces of chicken and, you know, a handful of like cherry tomatoes mm-hmm. and then a few nuts. Like yeah. that's a great, a great snack that just takes some planning to have all yeah. those things in like baggies and places to store them. The, um, the star kissed tuna creations yeah. packs all meet the high protein rule. Yeah. They don't have to be refrigerated. I think some would come with a fork. Also, <laughs> yeah, so they do. The They're available in like 3000 different flavors. And then for sure, any kind of low or no sugar beef jerky or meat based, um, bar like bars. is going to be yeah. really close to on meeting the, the high protein rule, just be careful of the, the really non lean non lean meats like pork or bacon based, uh, meat bars. Cause those could be yeah. potentially really high in a little fat, greasy too. a little greasy on the tongue also. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty much what I want to say All right, about we that. We killed that one. Killed it. Question one done. <laughs> Mark it off. <laughs> okay. Just for the people watching the video. Yeah. We're emphasizing. The uh, I, I like this question. Who's better? These people know us. Who's better at pressure washing, Jonathan or Blakely? Sometimes I like to put videos of you pressure washing in the Instagram. I story. love to pressure wash. You know, if if we were actually having a pressure wash contest, like Jonathan doesn't pressure wash. If we're if there's a pressure washing situation, not that you don't, just like I like to pressure yeah. wash. It's like the, something I like to do. Honestly, he would probably be better at it. He's more of like a detail oriented dude. I'm like, let's just get like, it done. <laughs> let's get it done. <laughs> Down and dirty. <laughs> It might not be the best pressure washing job, but it's done. Let's just say so, this: like, if let's picture like a, a piece of wood that's been painted, okay, and, and the paint is kind of starting to flake <laughs> off a little bit, and you want to pressure wash it, but you don't want to keep messing up the paint. You're huh? more the you're more the person that when you finish with that thing, there ain't going to be a speck of paint left on that thing because you're going to be like, oh well, I got it done. Let's and, go do it. Let's get it done. Let's get it done fast. And I'll be like, okay, here's the nozzle we need to use. Yeah, here's no, how far I'm away not going to like take got, all that time to set it up. You yeah. ain't got time for that. No, let's just get it done. Yeah. Yeah. So he's probably better at detailed pressure washing. I pressure wash more. I yeah. like. I enjoy pressure washing. There's something just like therapeutic about it. Like where you could just like you see a piece of dirty concrete, you see a piece of clean concrete, and woo. Yeah, it's instant, nice. instant gratification. <laughs> in a world gratification. of delayed gratification, yeah. it is instant gratification. Yeah. There's, I think some, I there's something else like that that you like to do that I don't. Hmm. I can't remember I right now. Well, you like painting. Oh, I don't like painting. Don't? I'm not good at painting or, well, wind- I know you're or like window clean. <laughs> <laughs> you like the idea of like no, I, I having don't. something a different color. <laughs> no, I don't like painting. All right, that one's done. <laughs> Okay. So I'm surprised to hear you say that I'm a better pressure washer, but I'll take it. <laughs> well, you've never pressure washed, so <laughs> that is so not in, true. In an ideal world, you'd probably be a better pressure washer. Yeah, if you pressure washed ever. All right, we'll, we'll okay. agree to agree. Okay, have you ever hired a coach? Yeah, me or you? Definitely. I think that's the question. Yeah, we both have. We both have on uh, different occasions. I'm finishing up um, nutrition coaching with a nutrition coach that I hired to lead me through my cut over the last yeah. three months. So for sure. And you have like another half month or so. Yeah. Just, yeah. 
getting close. Okay. <clears throat> um, so yeah, for sure. And we've hired a business coach. Mm-hmm. We have a business coach right now. Right now. Um, there's, there's a lot of different benefits to a coach. Number one, they can help you come up with a plan mm-hmm. to reach your goal. They can teach you new things that you may not even know mm-hmm. and they'll hold you accountable. Whereas you might not hold yourself accountable to the same goals. Yeah. So Yes, we absolutely hire coaches mm-hmm. and we probably wouldn't be, oh, well, actually I know we will, our business would not be where we are now if, had we not hired a coach yeah. as we transitioned to an online business. Yeah. It's a totally new ball game. And I guarantee you also back in May when I hired a nutrition coach, I would not have <laughs> finished my cut had I not been paying for the accountability and the guidance leading up to yeah. my birthday too. I yeah. would have been like close enough. Close enough. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're still going. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, what about you? I'm laughing because my coaching, my hiring a coach has a lot to do with James Hobart. If we want to go down that road. What episode was that? (laughs) I'm just kidding. So yes, I have, I've hired lots of coaches and for different occasions, but, um, this is, this is, this is where I'm bringing in James Hobart story. So I, I was, you know, did my CrossFit level two when, after you've done, after you got your CrossFit level one, it, they expire every five years. So then five years later, I'm getting my CrossFit level two. Lo and behold, that's how long she's been a coach friends. (laughs) 10 years now I've I've got it twice now, but anyway, um, uh, back to my story, James Hobart was my level two coach and I just really loved his coaching style. He had just like, we've talked, I think we talked about this in that other plane episode, um, where he just had this nice, like criticism sandwich type, Mm -hmm. Uh, what do you call it? Like a, it's like a critique format. Yeah. So, you know, I was just, I just tell her about what the criticism sandwich is. Maybe they'd never heard of that before. It's a compliment, a criticism and a compliment. Yeah. So it's really like, if you're like, um, I'm trying to think of a criticism you would say, for you. Go ahead. You're going to try to criticize me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It would be like buttons. Like you're doing amazing at sleeping on our floor right now. I've never seen a dog sleep that well. Maybe if you were to roll over on your stomach, you would get even more sleep. But right now, you are really killing it. So, so think about that for next time. You can't yeah. see her because she's off camera, but the okay. dog is over here sleeping so, on her side. That's a criticism short, sandwich. He had a really cool way of coaching. He like he you know throughout these two days that I did my level two. So anyway, that goes by, and then we went to a, a business of excellence seminar in Dallas, Texas, mm-hmm. where Ben Bergeron was doing his presentation and you came with me to that one. And I was like, whoa, what, what just, what's, what's happening right here? Like Ben Bergeron reminds me a lot of James Hobart. And how, how is this happening? It's like, he's like an older James Hobart. And so then I come to find out that James Hobart actually learned from, from Ben Bergeron. So mm-hmm. then I'm like, huh? So he then was his coach. he was his coach. <laughs> so then I did two different, um, two different, times where I went up to Ben Rodron's gym in CrossFit New England in um, Boston, Massachusetts and did like some immersive type training where you're like spend several days at their gym, just kind of learning how the gym runs. This was both before I started, before I opened the gym. And then again, once I had already opened the gym, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just to learn how to like run a gym, coach the clients, everything. Yeah. So that was just, that learn was just how to a, be a better coach. Yeah. That was just a great experience. And so, and then I think one of the best things I ever did for my coaching. And I remember people like when I returned from this, people were like, you're different <laughs> as I went to a, um, a coaching, like it was a, like a week long coaching clinic at Reebok headquarters in Boston, Massachusetts. And 
you just, you were immersed, you were like a coach at the gym. You cleaned the gym. You were, you were like working for that gym for a week, but it was like, what? well, let me <clears throat> like, it was at Reebok headquarters. Yeah. But the thing about that was that Reebok had a yeah. CrossFit affiliate in their headquarters that all the employees worked at. Yeah. So this was a- like the headquarters of Reebok where they actually made the shoes and the clothes and everything like the, the business offices. Yeah. And so they had a CrossFit gym just, just dedicated to their employees, which was like, 500 members strong, like just and, the CrossFit gym. It and was the coaching staff at that mm-hmm. gym slash headquarters was like top level yeah. coaches that were on seminar staff of CrossFit, of CrossFit across yeah. the board. So it was, it was probably the hardest thing I've ever done and the most beneficial thing I've ever done for my coaching. I've, I still use a lot of the things I learned there today, but, but you know, as things come around, James Hobart was a coach at that gym at that time. I did not know that when I signed up for that, Yeah, (laughs) but he was also, he was also a coach in that gym. So I got to experience like me coaching a class with him as my assistant coach, which was really cool. Yeah. It just goes to show like investing in yourself is never a bad idea. Never a bad idea. It's sometimes scary because of the cost associated and the time commitments, but yeah. Yes. I mean, I would think I, I remember like I would call you in like tears at night after some of these days that I was having at Reebok. I was like, I don't think I can do that again. That was the longest day I've ever had. They made me do some of the craziest things I've ever done. You know, like, like she, your- she, she knew I was like more of like a, a shyer type person. So to try to break me out of my shell, she would, the girl who was running this would make me walk across the gym and yell like out different ice cream flavors as I would walk across the gym. That was humiliating. And then she'd be like, there's the guy, tell him you want me him to bring you like hot coffee tomorrow morning, like yell it across the gym. And I was yeah. just like. She was trying to get you out of your yeah, comfort zone. Yeah, she was trying zone. to get me out of my comfort zone. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was tough, but it was it was really good. Yep. So yes, we have, <laughs> we and I'm That's sure a long story, we will we, continue to hire coaches in yeah, the future for sure. For sure. Okay, sorry. Number, was that number two? Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> You, um, I noticed you skipped one. How hungry should I be in a calorie deficit? Ooh, this is a good one. Um, this is going to be individual per person. I'll give you a little personal experience. Like this cut that I just finished, um, I, I really didn't get that hungry. Maybe that'll make <laughs> people listening to this mad. But uh, my coach had a tracking system for how hungry mm-hmm. I was, just like we do with our clients. So it's like um, a 1 to 10 scale. Yeah, his was 1 to 5. One ours, to five. ours is 1 to 10. Um and it, so it's, it's going to be person to person dependent. Right. And a lot of it falls back on what are your overall nutrition habits. If you eat a lot of high calorie processed foods, then you're going to be more hungry during a calorie deficit because you're eating foods that take up less room in your stomach. So as your stomach empties, all the tri- all the physiological triggers that tell you you're hungry are going to start kicking in. But I tend to eat a lot of unprocessed nutrient dense mm-hmm. foods that keep me full, high in fiber just high volume food. So right. I didn't experience a lot of hunger in my cut, but, and well, I think that's something that, we work on with our clients too, that so that hunger doesn't become an issue as they continue in their calorie deficit slash fat loss. Phase. I think another piece of this is that like over time you have eat, you just eating more, eating more food. And so that your calorie deficit wasn't a big deal. Yeah. That's, much. that's part like, of it. I yeah. mean, it's still a deficit, but yeah, somebody who's eating 1500 calories, and maintaining their mm-hmm. weight and they have to cut down to 12 or 1300 to lose weight. That's not a lot of food. They're going to experience yeah. more hunger than so you were eating, like, eating 2,100 calories right. per day. That was your deficit. 21 was my deficit. Yeah. yeah. So that's, yeah, that's still a lot of food, that's especially a lot if of it's food. high volume, you know, right. nutritious, high fiber mm-hmm. food. Um, so anyway, 
I would say in general, thinking about things in a one to 10 scale, one is like, you don't think about food at all during the day. And mm-hmm. 10 is all is all you think about is food and your stomach is constantly growling. You should routinely be somewhere in the five to seven range when you're in, a, in enough of a calorie deficit to drive fat loss. As you are more consistently up in the seven ranking mm-hmm. toward, on the one to 10 scale, then it's time to start looking at doing something like a refeed or a diet break where you spend a a, a couple days at a higher calorie intake to for both for overall psychological compliance mm-hmm. and to make sure that your metabolism isn't adapting to those lower calories. Right. But like we've said in other episodes, unfortunately, uh, hunger cues are a signal that you're in a calorie deficit. Mm-hmm. I have a, a client right now that um, we don't. I mean, she's lost 35 pounds and never logged a single thing in my fitness pal. We've only worked in. Um in food pictures. Mm -hmm. So I don't have, I don't have an exact idea of what her calorie deficit is since we're not tracking calories, but we can still use hunger as a cue. So one of the the goals on her calendar right now is to get a little bit hungry Mm -hmm. every day and it's working. It's driving even more fat loss. So that is just a signal that what you're doing is working, unfortunately. Right. But if the longer you try to go at that, you know, seven and above ranking, the more likely you are just to give up on your diet altogether Mm -hmm. and be like, this didn't work. I'm too hungry. So if you're constantly over a seven, either your calorie deficit is too aggressive or it's time to spend some time at maintenance calories Mm -hmm. to, to give yourself a reset both mentally and physically. Okay. All right. Done. I would drop the mic, but it would make a bunch of noise. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It is hot in here. It's, 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 just for y'all who don't know, we have a beautiful office here, but it's air conditioned by a window unit, which is fine. It keeps up and it keeps it nice and cool in here, but it is loud. We can't so have when, it on when we record, record these episodes, we got to turn it off. Yes. So it's, a, it's a race against it's, the it's, clock. It's an evening, so it's been sit, the, the office has been baking in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll talk fast. Okay. Will Olympic lifting, as seen in the Olympics, ever come to digital barbell? Why don't we tell people what Olympic lifting is? Because they might not even know. The clean and jerk and the snatch. That's right. So when you see the weightlifting. word, when you see the word weightlifting, all is one word. Mm-hmm. That's talking about those two exercises. Yeah. If you <laughs> look up on, if you use like Hulu or Peacock to watch the Olympics, mm-hmm. and you see the weightlifting category, that's yeah, yeah. That's Weight the, space lifting is lifting weights in the gym. Yeah. Weightlifting is the snatch. And the clean and jerk. The snatch yeah. is the one where the barbell goes from the floor all the way to overhead in one movement mm-hmm. where they squat underneath it and then stand yeah. up. The clean and jerk is the one that's two movements where you goes from the floor mm-hmm. up to your shoulders mm-hmm. by squatting underneath it and then finally to overhead. Yeah. So that's what people compete in. Right. So this person's asking, will the Olympic lifts be yeah. in? So I think two answers here. The, the person that asked this, I think, is doing a program like the built program. The person who asked this program, this question is a CrossFitter uh-huh. who is doing pull, the, has pulled back from doing so much CrossFit and is doing our built program mm-hmm. also. So the built program is a dedicated strength program. So there, we did not put any Olympic lifting in that program because it's a dedicated strength program. And right. so we're, we're focusing on the squat, the deadlift, the press, the bench press and all the accessory movements. That's right. Um, we do do Olympic lifting in our body 2.0 program. So after you've done the body program, you can roll into like the 2.0 ongoing. And that's where we've done cleans. 
mm-hmm. mainly. Even, um, with, even with dumbbells. Even we'll with dumbbells, yes. And we, yeah. And we, snatches. We do the dumbbell snatch. I haven't really programmed any barbell snatches, I think. So, um, so two answers. It's already in the, it's already at digital barbell and yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's coming yeah, and it's already here. <laughs> there will be more in the future there, yeah. and it's already there. And it's already there. All right. Um, well, why don't we do, use this as a little like teaching thing too, or even just kind of give an opinion. You said like, we don't do a lot of barbell snatching in our programs. Yeah. Why not? Um, cause we did it at the gym because I was limited amounts. No, we did it at the gym plenty. I was there right then when they were doing it mm-hmm. and for the snatch. And so I think like, um, if I were to program the snatch now, it would probably be like, with the caveat of like, if you've done this before, use a barbell. If you haven't, use a dumbbell. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of that's a movement that I would probably want to have eyes on you. Or if you'd had like, if it's, if it's something that you wanted to learn, I would have you get like a PVC pipe or a broomstick and run through the ranges of motion, video that for me, and then we'd go back and forth before we actually put weight to yep. it. It's something like an, similar to an overhead squat. It's something that I would want to like be in the room with you or have a video of like a very light weight until I said like, yes, progress. I wouldn't want to just be like program, like power snatches, three, two, one, go use a barbell, use 55 pounds to 75 pounds and then see what happens. No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. God be with you. <laughs> and the reason is it's, it's a complicated movement. Yeah. It's, it's the fastest sure. lift we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's more potential for injury than some other exercises. Yeah, but there, but there's nothing wrong with doing no, it. No, not if, at if, all. You, if you're skilled in doing, it, there's nothing wrong with doing it, and it's it's in a fantastic movement. But it's it's just like something I would want to have eyes on you before in, in the room with you, yeah. or have some videos of you doing it at a very light yeah. weight. It just comes down to you having everybody's best interest in mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, but cleans, I'm all for that because I, I really do believe like that's why we do program cleans because how are you you know if you think of a clean is like getting the weight from the ground to your shoulders. Um, you know, so how are you going to like press a weight overhead? How are you going to like front squat a weight if you can't get it to your shoulders safely? We mm-hmm. don't want to do like, if, if the weight's heavy enough, we don't want to do like this, like reverse curl situation where we're like bowing our back uh-huh. back and, and, you know, getting the weight to our shoulders in a dangerous fashion. So that is why I already do program the clean. Cause I want people to learn how to get weight to their shoulders. It's a functional movement that we can do yeah. not to mention what else it does for you by like building that explosive power out of your hips. Yeah. I'm from our training with starting strength. Like they, it's a strength program, Yeah, but they put, but they program they put the power clean in there because like you're building all this strength and Mm -hmm. then doing lifts like the clean and the snatch, they let you express the strength that you've gained in a Mm -hmm. power movement like that, where that's done rapidly. Yeah. Like you're grinding out these heavy squats, deadlifts, presses and bench presses. You never get a chance to use that power explosively or that strength. explosively. Yeah. Yeah, So, yeah. So there you go. Hope that makes sense. If you don't, (laughs) if that didn't answer your question, send us a message. All right. Do you track your food daily? Do either of you track your food daily? You want to go first? Um, yeah, sure. Um, I don't right now, but I have for a long time. I have like through through different cycles tracked for years my food. Depending on the depending season on, of life, yeah, the goal. On, yeah. So what the reason I don't track my food now is that I feel like I can instinctively eat, which I think that instinctive eating has two meanings. I think there's in, like a instinctive, and sorry, intuitive eating has like a, there's like a movement where like, I just eat what I want when I want it. That's not, that's not, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> like, like I know like 
because I have tracked my food for so long, because I know like the, the amount of carbs, protein and fat that I'm eating per day, just, just by eating that I, I don't really need to do it anymore. I will do like a check-in every once in a while. And I'm usually like pretty much right on the calories. The, the main thing I see when I do like a check-in is that I like, I tend to like gravitate toward eating too much protein and not enough carbs. So I'll kind of like, Oh, reevaluate. Okay. I need to like focus adding a little bit more carbs in, reducing down the protein um so yeah, then, but you're um what? you're lean you're muscular you mean you eat carbs i eat a lot of carbs <laughs> <laughs> that seems impossible <laughs> anyway so i think that tracking your food is very important because it's like a, it's a piece of education that like can can be freeing like right now where i don't have to track my food because i already kind of know what i'm eating mm-hmm. and i'm eating like a balanced diet I picture like yeah. What? Before I tell you what I do, I, as you were saying that, I was picturing like a wave where like mm-hmm. you start out at the bottom and you build these habits that are you know, just the fundamental healthy bottom, habits. Now you're here, right? And then as you go up this wave, now you're tracking macros and you're yeah. getting really specific as you have the underlying habits in place, and you which do, can be like you know quote annoying sometimes. Yeah. Like you're like oh I have to yeah figure all this out, dude. Food Tetris like yeah yeah. yeah. And maybe that amount of time is different for everybody because yeah. it's really easy to, it's, it's, it's easier to reach a goal when you're being really specific. Mm-hmm. But so now you went through the habit stage, you were really specific mm-hmm. and detailed and focused for a period of time. And now because you have the habits and all that knowledge you got yeah. in the tracking phase, you can fall back on the habits, let go of the tracking yeah. and you're pretty darn close. Think of it like this. You start, you, you start, you, you start out as like a baby, an infant, you start to learn how to talk. And then all of a sudden they want you to learn how to read. So it's, oh, that's frustrating. Like they want me to read all these words. They want me to learn the alphabet. They want me to like put it all together, like learn what a consonant is and a vowel and <laughs> all the rules. Yeah, when to use an exclamation point. Oh, it's frustrating. It's so frustrating. I hate this part, but I did it. Now I can read. Yeah. It's, that's the same thing. It's like going through that process. It's frustrating. It, it's, it's, you know, it, it could be a long road just like like elementary to 18 yeah. to 12th grade right. it's a long road but then you're free That's you're right. free to like eat or read as yeah. at will it's like you the only way you get to a place where intuitive eating actually works for you is if you go through that yeah. stage of building the habits and getting specific about knowing what the heck you're doing right and then it becomes intuitive Intu- yeah if it was just you, you come off the street and like i got 50 pounds to lose i'm gonna try to use intuitive eating to do it <laughs> you've been eating intuitively that has caused you to be 50 pounds overweight. So yes, okay. you got to go through the first part. All right. What about you? Oh yes. Um, so right now, yes, because I have a specific goal. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm transitioning out of this fat loss phase into a maintenance phase. I need to determine where my maintenance calories are mm-hmm. and build the habits, my day to day habits and the food choices that line up with what that goal is. Mm-hmm. I'll do that for a while and then I should, uh, and then I'll slowly transition off of that. Personally, I'll probably go to, um, tracking less days per week Okay. instead of just going cold Turkey yesterday. I did not track my food, still ate the normal stuff that I did. Mm-hmm. And this today I did Okay. this week I'll continue to, and I'll probably take another day off later in the day after my check-in with my coach coach tomorrow. Well, I got check-in tomorrow. (laughs) I'll let you know. Um, so yes, I will transition off because now my goal is just maintenance and Mm -hmm. I have the habits and I, just like you said, like Mm -hmm. I have enough of a routine built around those habits built that 
I know close enough how to eat. Okay, I have, know, a, I have a question. As an average you. across the course of the week. Thinking about people who might be listening to this that you might be requesting that they track their food every day. Why mm-hmm. did you not track your food yesterday? Because my long-term goal is to go back to not tracking my food. But over the last two years, I only did spot checks in between the time I finished my last cut and started this one. I would spot check maybe for a week to yeah. make sure I was in the right range. Or if I was just curious, where are my maintenance calories? But is your coach yeah. asking you to tra- track every day? or just I, have- his, Actually, his suggestion was as soon as I got to the end of my cut on my birthday, he was like, you know, let's transition into not tracking anymore. Mm, and, my, just, and my request just... was like, I'd really like to know closer where my maintenance calories are at. Cause I, you know, I coach other people and I want to understand like, okay, where, what, how did my maintenance calories change from the end of my last cut to now? Because I mm. use it as like a, a data point and, okay. a, and a coaching opportunity. So, uh, he's in actually, I'm going to interview him for the podcast in a couple of weeks, yeah. but you know, we don't have the exact same philosophy on stuff, which is fine. Um, so, That's yeah. not the answer me or probably the listeners were hoping for. I thought you just like didn't want to, didn't feel like it that day or something. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because I wanted to eat like extra Did chips. You, I don't know. No. Okay. Sorry. Oh, all right. Sorry, guys. I mean, okay. Let me say this though. During and maybe I mentioned this in a previous episode. I know I said it on a client's check-in just to be honest with them, but because they were struggling with hitting their numbers, I um. Don't think that during this cut that I hit my calorie goal every single day. Yeah. Absolutely not. And there were days during that that I did not track because yeah. for the same reasons that anybody who's struggling to track, you feel like you've ruined your progress right. and you just don't track the rest of the day. That absolutely happened to me during the last three months. I think I heard you twice. reading, like, because, you know, my de- your desk is here and my desk is here, so I hear everything you say. But it's like, I think I heard you reading out, like, your yeah. actual calories. So that was kind of cool to hear. Maybe you should, like, not you don't have to read them, but it was basically, like, say your, say your calorie goal was 2,200 and you 21. were, like, 2,100, and you were reading your actual yeah. calories every day, and it was, like, 24, 26, 3,000, 18, well, 18, 21, yeah. 21, they were, 21. They were never like, they were never like 21, 21, 21. It was always like something other than that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I that mean, was cool to hear like as probably an, a client being like, it's not like exactly 2,100 calories. You were like trying to get in right. the ballpark. Yeah, there's nothing magic that happens at the yeah. exact number because your, your maintenance calories are a range anyway, or even your deficit calories are a range. Yeah. Nobody burns the exact same number of calories <laughs> yeah. every day. Trying to overanalyze it like that will drive you nuts. Right. You, you just need to make sure that you're paying enough attention to get close and that mm-hmm. you fa- don't fall into that trap, you know, mm-hmm. very many days during right. the time you're trying to work on your goal. But yeah, I don't ever want to give the impression that like, during that three months, I was just like dialed in and never off track for mm-hmm. sure. Like there were definitely days where my calories were way too much. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't take perfection, but it does take always getting right back on track whenever you have a bad day. Yeah. All right. Last one. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. What do you guys think about specialized programs like 30 days to bigger buns or 30 days to shredded abs? Man, what I wouldn't give for some bigger buns. <laughs> We have these Sarah Lee ones that, man, those are so good. Are teaching. Oh, you're not talking about those. <laughs> I don't know if it's bigger buns. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, I do see these out there. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I see them most like other, I guess, I don't know how Instagram decides what to show you, but like people hashtag what program they're doing. See a lot of buns on your Instagram. <laughs> I'm just, it's just like a never ending scroll of buns. <laughs> 
scary. What do you think about 30 day or whatever the time frame is to, yeah. to a specialized program? I think this kind of makes me think of the diet soda example. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this might be a leap, but like, are those programs in themselves bad? Probably not. Yeah. Just like diet soda in and of itself isn't bad. But if you're the kind of person who does those kind of programs, it might be an indication that you're not focusing on the fundamentals that mm. you really should be focusing on. Just like if you, if you're drinking 12 diet sodas per day, that's probably not going to affect your health, but it's mm-hmm. probably a pretty big indication that the rest of your nutrition and habits stink also. So my overall thought is your time would probably be better spent focusing on a well-structured, well-periodized program that mm-hmm. has the fundamentals built into digital it. Digital barbell. <laughs> that you could be better off doing digital barbell than jumping from one of these kind of like yeah. arms-focused, ab-focused, butt-focused. I think you can have it all. Like I you think, can I, have like it that's all. why that's why I think like I think you can have it all. I think you can. <laughs> I think you can work on your glutes. I think you can work on your abs. I think you can work on your biceps. I think you can work on your conditioning. I think you can work on your overall strength in all in, in one program. Yeah. And if you went to digitalbarbell.com, that's where they have those programs. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, that is the that is the goal, right? Yeah. I mean, like we're not training bodybuilders that only need to look a certain way. It yeah. doesn't matter how fit they are, and we're not training people who are just trying to be the like have the highest VO two max possible regardless of what their health and aesthetic is. Also, we're trying to build the entire package here. You know what? And that's possible. This is so uh, as we've been watching the Olympics, it's been interesting to watch different body types because the Olympics is all about specializing, specializing in your field. So you, the runners have a certain look, the weightlifters have a certain look. I mean, they have different weight classes. Like, the, the swimmers have a certain look. Every, I mean, every sport yeah. has a certain look. And, and if you look at that sport, all those people pretty much have the same like body type because that's what it takes to specialize in that sport. Mm-hmm. So we don't specialize. I mean, this is, yeah. this is right out of the, <laughs> this is like stealing from, from CrossFit specialized and not specializing. Yeah. But, but that's, that's the thing is like, you can, you can have it all. You can have like, you can have like a strong, posterior chain or, or butt, you know, you can have defined abs, you can have toned arms, you can have a, a good level of conditioning, you can have a good level of strength all in one workout program. Right. Because what do you do after 30 days of toned abs? Like you would be ignoring everything else. And like, are your first, abs going to like look real, different? First thing you realize is that doing a program for your abs is, should really be, <laughs> be miserable, face, should really be, fa- uh, focused on your nutrition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I would think it'd be miserable, but what yes. do you do after the 30 days? You've kind of like lost some progress and something else yeah. too. Yeah. That's a good point. Like let's say you do a 60 day glute program mm-hmm. and then you finish that and like you've neglected your other body parts that now you, you haven't done start- any upper body. You haven't done any conditioning. You haven't yeah. done any abs, you know, you've just focused on the glutes. So unless you want to just keep working on your glutes, mm-hmm. you have to start giving some love back to everything. Yeah. But unless you have unlimited time to train and unlimited recovery resources, you're going to have to dial back on your glute training. You're probably <laughs> going to lose some of the gains that you made in that 60 day <laughs> so glute just program. Set yourself up to doing like 80 hard sets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess the, in summary, uh, like, it's probably an indication that you're either like a program jumper 
and you should, you would be better served just mm-hmm. to focus on something that is more balanced and, um, unless to bring you, it back to the beginning, like every good country song does, unless you're going to the Olympics and you need to specialize yeah. for some reason. Yeah. There's, there's no sprinters with small butts. <laughs> you need to specialize you need in to your specialize. glute training if you're going to be a sprinter. <laughs> All, All right. right. Do, do we have any announcements or anything before we? I can't think of wrap anything. Up? We got some really good interviews coming up in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, go back and listen to last week's episode with Julia, yeah. um, Digital and- Barbell's strongest opera singer, and then go back and listen to the episode before that with our friend Carlos Ibarra. We had a good conversation yeah. before he went off to run his ultra marathon. Yeah, one of many ultra marathons mm-hmm. he has run. Just tons of really practical, inspiring stuff in that interview. So definitely go check out that episode. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll check you next week. Out. Thank you all for listening. We truly appreciate it. But real quick, before we go, do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. Be sure and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Digital Barbell for all of the latest and greatest free content. If you're interested in working with Blakely and I, we'd love to talk. Apply for coaching with the link in the description of this episode or by visiting digitalbarbell.com. We'd love to talk about helping you reach your goals with a training and nutrition program built just for you. Thanks again and have a great day.